of strength, grace, refilling, and power unto your servant. The enemy will in no way get the better of him. We release your grace upon him mightily in the name of the Lord Jesus. You may be seated. In Genesis chapter 15, which is a continuation of what had been happening in Genesis chapter 14, when Abram, by that time his name was still Abram, had rescued Lot. Lot had been taken away and Abram had gone ahead to intervene to help Lot out. When this matter was over, in chapter 14, we see the appearance of a man called Melchizedek. In verse 18, Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram the most of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. Melchizedek wasn't the only person that came out. In verse 21, the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. Then the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the persons, take the goods for yourself. And Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand to the Lord, the Most High God, the possessor of heaven and earth, so that I will not take a thread or a sandal, and that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you say, I have made Abraham rich. And so God comes to Abraham, who has won a victory. When you have won victory, when you have taken captive kings, the expectation is that the goods should fall to who? To you. The expectation is that you despoil them, you take the captives, you take the money, you take the animals. It's your prerogative as the conqueror. But you see Abraham saying here, I will take nothing. I will take nothing from you. Just give the people who came with me something. And God comes to him and says, fear not, Abraham. I am your shield. These people are not going to be able to retaliate and deal with you. I am your shield. But much more than that, I am your exceeding great reward. There is a great misconception that attacks Christianity today. That great misconception is this. God is your route to clean money. God is your pathway to having sustainable, clean wealth. Why is it a misconception? God is not the end. God is the path. Why is it a misconception? The reason you are following God is so that you can get in a clean way what people are earning from a bad way. That is not Christianity. 
the word of God says to Abraham, I am your shield, I am your exceeding great reward. I want to draw your attention to something that happened in the New Testament. Jesus was met by a man who called him good. And that man was told by Jesus, Go, sell what you have, give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And then come, follow me. That man, when he was coming to Jesus, he ran, didn't he? But when he heard that, he was sorrowful. And he did what? He left. He didn't run away. He walked away. And as he walked away, a conversation came between Jesus and the apostles. And part of that conversation, Peter said, Those of us who have left everything to follow you, is there anything for us? And Jesus says, don't worry. Everybody who has left father, mother, children, lands for the kingdom of God will receive in this present world, how many fold? Hundred fold. Mark adds with persecution. Alright? And in the kingdom and in the world to come, life eternal. Now, did you notice that Jesus allowed that man to go away. He didn't call him back and say, Na, apokwana, hundredfold dikwa for you. Jesus' intention was that the man in recognition that he is good will sell what he has and follow Jesus for Jesus' sake. When Jesus called Peter, after Peter had met that catch of fish. Do you remember what happened? Peter left the nets. Peter left the fish. And he followed Jesus. In fact, before that time, we noticed that Andrew and somebody else in John chapter 1 followed Jesus. And Jesus didn't say, yes, I'm happy I'm getting disciples. Jesus turned around and said, what are you seeking? There is a misconception in Christianity when we look at our reward as good clothes. Our reward as the latest car. Our reward as positive bank balance our reward as the capacity to travel to United States of America at any time and when we have that we say the Lord is blessing me when we have that we say the Lord has remembered me when we have that we say all is going well without recourse to the measure of God's presence in my life without recourse to the measure of the obedience to the scriptures that I have. In short, God has become second place and not first place. Is this Dr. Honor's theory 
Or is it what the word of God says? Remember, Paul, in admonishing people who were looking for wealth and who had money, said that there are some people who are bereft of the truth, who think that godliness is a route to financial gain. ICT, could you help us with 1 Timothy chapter 6? Verse 5. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 5. I'll read it from here. Yeah, thank you. Perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is what? Godliness. From such withdraw thyself. Let me have you put it. Uh, can you put it in the New International Version or some other more, more? Aha, thank you very much. NIV says, constant friction between men of corrupt minds who have been robbed of the truth and who think that godliness is a means to financial gain. Isn't that shocking? Isn't that shocking? When we think that the whole purpose, the whole reason for being holy, for being pure, for telling people about Jesus, is so that I can have financial gain. The Bible says that I am bereft of the truth. And rather, my mind has become corrupted. So Christianity is not a means for clean money. Even though in Christianity you will get clean money. Christianity is not a route for financial gain. Even though in Christianity you will get gain. Hallelujah. Let me try and give you an idea what was transpiring here between Abraham and God. I'm married 27 wonderful years, going to celebrate the 28th this year. What do you think will happen when I say to my dear wife, I say, Nne, Abu Munkegi, Nne Meba. I'll say to her, God was saying to Abraham, I am your exceeding great reward. You know, when we take that marriage vow, all that I am, I give to you. All that I have, I share with you, within the love of God. And you put that ring in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It means that Hollandis is there, but not only Hollandis, everything that I am currently 
and everything that I will be in the future. And so when you are married to a man or married to a woman, you are not marrying that person because of the material things that you are getting. You are marrying that person to have a union for life with that person. And it includes each thing the person has, each thing the person is. Uh Because when my wife comes out, they say to her, Munye Canon. Whatever I am is attributed to her. Of course, all my cars. I just remember that none of the cars is in my name. <laughs> they are all her cars. All that I am belongs to her. Hallelujah. So you find this tragic story when God comes to Abraham and says, I am your reward. Abraham says to God, I want a child. I am your reward. And Abraham says, what will you give me? I am your reward. And Abraham says, excuse me, I'm looking for something material, something tangible. Is that the reason why you are sowing seed? Is that the reason why you are laboring in holiness? Is that the reason why you are in church today? Because you want something material. You want something tangible. Your goal, your reward is not God. You see, when God is not our reward... We behave like the first son that is prodigal. And even like the second son. Remember, the prodigal son felt that his reward was the material things. And when he got them, what happened to him? He left. When I look at my reward as being the gold, the silver, the promotions. And you know, God has rewarded me. I have six children, three boys, three girls, and twins in, in the kitty. I've been rewarded by God very well. But that is not my reward. When we look at that, we say, when God is not my reward, when I get the material things, I will calmly go my way. Why? I have got what I want. And you know, the elder son also missed it. He said, I have worked for you. I have slaved for you. And you never gave me a good. What was it that the father said to him? He said, son, you are always with me. That is the issue. It's your reward that God is with you. Or your reward is, I need a good for a party. 
I need money for my dress. Oh, you know, God can and does give these things. The scripture says, my father knows that you have need for them. My father knows that you have need for them. It is God that designed the human body to need food so that it will not die. He knows. And so, forgive me, I don't know whether this will pass for theology, but I seem to see God saying, Oh, is your problem a child? No problem. Here, have the child. And you know, when Abraham has the child, enjoys the child, one day God says, huh, Some years ago, we had a conversation and I told you I was your reward and you said you needed a child. Can you sacrifice that child now to me? And Abraham says, I have learned my lesson. It's not the child. It is you. I have learned my lesson. You want the child? First thing in the morning, he goes to present the child. And God says, Aha! Do you wonder why the Bible says, Now I know. Which means that there was a question mark. When God says to you, I am your reward. And you say, God, I need a Mercedes car. God begins to wonder, Does this person fear me? When God says to you, I am your reward. And you say, God, my bank balance must never go below 100,000. My mates at their level, they are getting 500,000. But God, don't worry. I can manage with at least 100,000. Any day my bank balance is less than 100,000, God, you have been unfaithful to me. And the question comes in the heavenlies. Is this man's goal the Lord or the money? But when Abraham passed that test, Abraham said to God, Here is the child. It's not about who you are giving me. It's not about what I'm getting. It's about loving you. Hallelujah. It's about what? Loving you. And Abraham received that message from God. Now I know that you fear me. And even though God had given him word which is immutable, God took an oath and said, I swear by myself that in blessing I will bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply. And so, brethren, beloved, when we look at our theme, there will be reward for your work. What is that reward that you are looking for? There will be reward for your labor. What is that reward that you are looking for? 
some of us have made our reward material, full stop. Some of us have made our reward recognition, full stop. Some of us have quantified what is our reward and therefore shoot ourselves in the leg and miss the entire point of Christianity. The point of Christianity is Jesus to have him. As we are about to round up, consider what Jesus himself said. The kingdom of heaven is like a pearl merchant who found expensive pearls. And what did he do? He sold all that he had so that he would possess it. The kingdom of God is like a man who found treasure hidden inside a field. And for joy, went and did what? Sold all that he had so as to possess that field with the treasure. I ask you, who is that treasure? Who is that pearl of great price? Is it not the Lord Jesus? And so my brethren, those of us that are young, my brethren, those of us that are older, your reward is not relegated to material things, silver, gold, promotions, recognitions, Samsung S23. Oh yes, that is not your reward. That's not your reward. And when we make that mistake, Satan begins to put us into a bind when that thing seems not to be there. But when we recognize that the purpose of Christianity is that I may know him. Let's go to that scripture in Philippians chapter 3 as we are rounding up. In Philippians chapter 3. I'll start from verse 7. But what things were gained to me, those things I have counted laws for Christ. Indeed more, I count all things loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things, I count them refuse so that I may gain Christ. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, but that which, which is from the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ. The righteousness that is from God by faith. I want to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. Being like him in his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection of the dead. We have been studying Proverbs in this month. And I know that in one of the days of your meditation, 
you came across where the scripture made us to know that on the right hand is life and on the left hand is wealth. On the right hand is what? Life. And on the left hand is what? Wealth. So when you go for the left hand alone, you are putting the right hand at risk. And if you go for the right hand alone, you may put the left hand at risk. But when you go for the man, you have what is on his right, you have what is on his left. I testify that I have never lacked. Oh, sometimes I have had things in my own eyes delay, but I have never lacked. I testify that those things that people are running after and looking for, God brings it to my table. And sometimes I wonder whether it is true. Let me make a little confession. I sometimes wonder whether I am really a professor. But I am. I go back and I look at the appointment letter. And it's signed by the vice chancellor. But none of these things is my reward. None of these things is my reward. My children know the way certain things come into the house. Some of you know that when my daughter wedded, I traveled after that to Tanzania. When I showed my son the air ticket, it was over two million. And let me just share with you, I was invited for a program and I told them, sorry, my daughter is wedding. I will not be able to get the money for it. They said, don't worry, we'll pay your air ticket. So I looked and found out what the bill for the registration was. Early, early registration was $750. I said, sorry, I don't have the money for that. They said, supposing we give you rebates and pay for that for you. I said, okay, provided I can finish my daughter's wedding. The first ticket meant that I will leave this place before 12 noon on Sunday. I said, I beg, make I finish my daughter's wedding. So they said, no problem. We want you to come for this program. They now took me through another ticket. And so, Sunday, I left in the evening and went and was made big man. Not because of anything, but because God said, I want you there. Uh-huh. But when I went to Lagos a few days ago, I went at my own expense and traveled by car. Why? My reward is not money. First class ticket. My reward is that I have come to know what God wants. And that when I'm moving, God moves with me. I know what it means to be stuck on the expressway at 11 in the night, not having the correct battery. 
and somebody see me and say, what is the problem? I say, battery. And at 11 p.m., battery comes out. I know what it means to be on the expressway and my vehicle breaks down and police stops for us, picks my wife and takes her into the town, pays her transport so that she can get a mechanic, police. And while they are doing that, another vehicle stops and has the exact component that my vehicle needs and gives it to me for free. And then we put it, my wife comes back, and we go back to Enugu safe. Police. I know what it means to be held by people who hold others. And when they look at me, they say, just let him go. My reward is his presence. Even the Igbos have a saying, Onyengwelumado. And who better to have than the Lord himself? Our God is not a wicked God. The scripture makes it explicitly clear. He who gave up his son for us, how will he not with him freely give us all things? Everything that people are running after, God knows. God has. All things are yours. But you belong to Christ. And Christ belongs to God. So I encourage us. Indeed, I challenge us. Take your expectation of reward away from material things. Get the expectation of reward to be the knowledge of him. An increasing measure of the presence of God in your life. An increasing manifestation of the hand of God upon you. Let that be your reward. And I assure you, there is nothing on earth that you need to function that God will not give to you. And these things that people are running after, these things that people are pursuing and getting high blood pressure and CVA in the course of it, if you need them, if they are going to be part of what God is going to use in your service of the kingdom, God will present it at your table. Let us pray. What is your expectation? What is your reward? Is it the Lord? Or is it something? Perhaps you have been following God. And the reason you are following God is money. And today you want to say, Father, I'm bringing repentance to you. I'm not following you because of money, clean money. I'm following you because of who you are. You have bought me with a price. You have paid with your lifeblood for me. I'm responding to you. I'm laying myself at your feet. You are my reward. You are my life. 
Is there someone who is making that commitment to the Lord Jesus at this time? Is there someone who is coming to the Lord and saying, I take myself away from pursuing you for money's sake, for looking at goat, for looking at promotion as my reward. I'm now looking at you, your presence, as my reward. Is there such a person we want to talk to God with you in prayer this morning? And so, mighty and eternal God, we bless you for your word. We thank you because, Lord, your word is life to us and not condemnation. And Lord, as we positively respond to your word, O Lord, may it indeed be life for us. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.